Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. Today on the pod, I have three very special guests joining me today. In an effort to take matters into their own hands and offer something to their peers that they felt their institution wasn't doing enough of, this group of Parsons fashion design students came together to create Dialective, a fashion collective that celebrates the upcoming generation of radically distinct independent talent. Along with their efforts, Dialective is hosting a runway showcase with up to 20 designers and 3-5 to looks shown per designer. Dialective is more than just a runway showcase. It's a community and a network that invests a sense of belonging and support for their peers. Dialective is not just about the promotion of recent graduate work, but a collaborative space where like-minded individuals can receive feedback on their work during their thesis year and post-graduation, which is something I wish I had when I was wrapping up my undergrad at the Parsons School of Design. Speaking with me today are three members of the collective, Catherine, Grace, and Helen, who are all seniors at the Parsons School of Design and who strongly believe in dialective. Catherine is a narrative-driven designer at Parsons' BFA program. She focuses on the quality and longevity of garments using various tailoring and couture techniques. As the director of dialective, she works closely with each team member and leads the overall aesthetic direction for the collective. Grace is a Parsons fashion thesis student with a concentration in knitwear and conceptual focus on memory, sentimentality, and self-introspection. She is a CFDA scholar, former intern at Mira Palais, and the PR manager of Dialective. Finally, Helen is a Romanian-American fashion thesis student at Parsons informed by craft and awareness of the subconscious. She blends metalwork, knitwear, and genderless silhouettes to complement one another, pushing materials out of their familiar context. She is a CFDA and FSF scholar, woman at Dior Mentee, like myself, and the treasurer of Dialective. The Parsons School of Design is one of the top fashion design schools in the U.S., but sadly in recent years, its students have felt that the school has fallen short in terms of promoting the visibility and recognition that they deserve, which I definitely felt was there during my year when I was at Parsons. Dialective is basically the product of this sentiment. And if you aren't familiar with what's been going on with Parsons and the new school recently, there has been an ongoing three-week-long strike for better pay and working conditions by part-time faculty, which represents more than 2,800 faculty members of the new school. During this time, striking professors stopped teaching classes completely and grading coursework, leaving a lot of students to fend for themselves, and as a result, propelled Dialective further in its mission. I am so passionate and proud to see what these students are doing, and I can't wait to share it all with you. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Catherine, Grace, and Helen of Dialective. Hi, guys. Thank you for joining my podcast today. Um, I want to start off with a little bit of an introduction for each of you, because we have three lovely people with us today. Why don't you guys introduce a little bit about yourselves, starting with your name, maybe what you're doing at Parsons, what you're studying, and your role at Dialective. We can start with you, Grace. Hi, I'm Grace. Um, I'm a BFA fashion design major at Parsons. I'm in the collection pathway, but I focus primarily in knitwear or fully fashioned and knit and woven combined. And at Dialective, I do the PR. So a lot of the interacting with people through social media or just trying to reach out to press. So that's what I do. Yeah. Awesome. And Helen, what about you? Hi guys, thank you for having us, Christina. Really appreciate it. Um, my name is Helen. I'm also a BFA fashion design major. I'm a thesis student in the collection pathway as well. And I focus on 
genderless designs. Um, I also have a focus in metal, knitwear, and I look a lot at my cultural identity as huge inspiration. Um, I'm also the treasurer of Dialective, so basically just means like making the show happen financially and also seeking partnerships and all that, so really fun stuff. And Catherine, what about you? Um, hi, I'm Joshan. I go by Catherine. Um, I am a BFA fashion design student in Parsons, um, also in collection pathway. Um, I mainly focus on craftsmanship, tailoring techniques, um, just putting focus on the finishing of a garment and also the quality of the fabric, um, <clears throat> designing for longevity and um, the sentimental value of a garment. Um, and for Dialective, I'm the director um, and I work closely with each team members and um, also just leading the general creative direction of the show. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so before we get into like the dialective and where the idea came from and everything about that, I kind of just wanted for my, a lot of my listeners who are either already in fashion school, they're undergraduate, or they wanting they're in high school and they want to attend fashion school. Can you guys tell me a little bit about your overall experience at Parsons? Because I know a lot of my listeners know Parsons or would like to attend Parsons in the future. Um, and maybe a little bit more specifically about how your senior year is going, because I know there's a lot going on and you guys have a unique experience, it being COVID, but also the strike happening and everything's hybrid. So anyone can jump in on that. Um, basically, I mean, we're class of 2023. So it, as you said, has been a little bit crazy. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't really had a full normal year in our majors um, or at college, but it's been a journey of like really finding who you are, I guess, kind of as an independent designer separate from school while still functioning in like the school format, um, mm -hmm. especially this year, because we started off with like thesis kind of working with our professors. And then for about a month, we were kind of just left to keep pushing our ideas ourselves. Um, and then this week, we finally met back up with our professors. So it's been a lot of like collaboration with peers and kind of bouncing ideas off of each other because we were all still in the studio. So it's mm -hmm. a lot about kind of like learning how to take your own education into your own hands um, is how I've seen it. But Helen, yeah. if you wanted to add on that. Yeah, I'll definitely add on to that. Um, I mean, first off, like going to Parsons, it's obviously like a super different experience than a typical university. You're in the city. There's not really like a space for students to congregate necessarily. So that's mm -hmm. like totally different. We have sports. We don't really, I mean, it's not really sports. We don't really have teams, but um, not super yeah. school spirited. It's pretty like independent in that way, which is like totally fine if you want to focus. Um, it was like a little sort of strange transitioning. And I definitely feel like we do have a much different experience than other students. Um, but I did want to add on to like the community aspect because I think like in general, in any experience that you have, I think like the community really makes or breaks it. So like with us, sure, there's so much that teachers can really teach in a semester, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is really just taking it into your own hands and sort of expanding on what they taught you, which I think is not really what I expected at all. Like I feel like a lot of us are saying, oh, I expect it to be a perfect 
like tailoring master or I wanted to know how to sew everything. And that's just not realistic if you're just doing class things like you need to take it outside and also just really learning from one another like being on COVID it like over Zoom and doing class just the amount of learning that you had compared to being in school is just you can't compare it because you grow so much when you're surrounded and like I feel like we take that for granted a lot of the time but I've been really appreciating it just being in school and having having like everyone around me so really appreciate that um just with Parsons Mm -hmm. and like the whole student body Catherine yeah do you have anything to add um I want to touch upon like um our major I guess um because I used to go to FIT Mm -hmm. so I like kind of experienced like I don't know both top fashion school in in New York so I did transferred from FIT my first year not because I like like I just didn't find myself thriving in FIT because they like push um, techniques too much and extent that like they didn't focus on like creative aspect. Like if I'm doing if I'm designing something slightly like too unconventional, I feel like the professor isn't like super into it. Um, mm-hmm. But I really really like um, appreciate the skills I've learned. Um, from FIT and that really like you know that's with me um, a lifetime like I could always use what I learned from FIT and apply to like whatever I'm making Um, but I do think Parsons really push branding Um, they train Mm -hmm. us to talk like as if we have our own brand as if we're the creative director of something and I like appreciate how they push us to think outside the box to find like our own niche to like um yeah like to like yeah. constantly ask ourselves why are we different from others why are we unique why should we like why should people um, be purchasing from us not others so I really appreciate like both institution and what they like offered mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's different I mean hearing what you three mm-hmm. are saying I I want to know from you guys if not that I'm not asking if Parsons prepare you, but the situation that you're in, do you think you are prepared to enter the industry once you graduate? I think like school itself doesn't prepare you. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like seek it out through internships. Like there's only so okay. much you can really learn at school. And like, yeah, our school, they have like an internship thing where, where you can, you know, do things, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, it's so different, the real life versus just being in school. Like, I've learned so much, so many interesting things that, like, we can get into later. But it's, yeah, there's just such, like, a gap, you know? Yeah, I mean, I everyone has their own opinions about fashion school in particular. I, I think fashion school is very different from just, like, regular educations or colleges. Um, it's very niche, and a lot of people ask my... They ask me all, I have a lot of people from high school wanting to go into fashion school ask me all the time about what my thoughts are. Does it actually prepare you for the industry? And I'm sure you guys get a lot of questions too from emerging students. Um, and I, I feel exactly as you do, Helen. So yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but can you guys tell me about dialective? I mean, I gave a little bit of in- introduction in the beginning of the episode, but I want to hear from you guys specifically on how you came up with the idea of the dialective and why did you feel the need for this collective to exist? So, 
Um, I'm the director of Dialective, and I basically just asked Helen Grace to join me to do this because <laughs> I like see the work ethics in them and how much passion mm-hmm. and time and effort they would put into their work. So I'm like, you know, let's do this. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it started as um, a wish to have a fashion show of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's been like a couple of years that um, Parsons actually had a fashion show for us. Um, the closest thing to is Parsons Benefit Show, which I don't think it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. So we wanted the exposure that we deserve. Um, we want to be seen. Um, so yeah, we started having um, meetings and uh, start figuring out like what our role is in this collective. And then as the meeting progressed, we're like, wait, we can be bigger than this. Like, I'm sure like a lot of people would want to join us later da- later on down the road. Um, so even after we graduate, we still want to help emerging designers and students to find a platform and connect them with, with industry people. And even with just like uh, four, of a, four of our like connections, we have came so far. So imagine like, all the mm-hmm. students sharing resources like it would be a very very strong and long-lasting network yeah you guys have any anything to add to that I guess you could say also like it kind of took form as more of a collective than like a show I mean I know Catherine had like wanted a show mm-hmm. and then we were kind of trying to figure out our branding and like our mission and our values and once we had that kind of fleshed out we were like thinking about you know, how to go about inviting people to apply or if it would be open application um, and really how to do that because we didn't want to judge applications ourselves. Um, So we had kind of decided to leave it to like open call and just see who is interested in this idea because we were Mm -hmm. like, it needs to be kind of an equitable thing um, based on all the values that we had kind of laid out because, um, I know all of us have like friends that we want to be involved with, like in with each other, but it was kind of also a way for us to push ourselves to meet other people in our major um, mm-hmm. who are also passionate about this uh, as well. And that's kind of how we've, it like kind of took form into more of, um, I guess you could say hopefully like a business or something that's more long lasting than just kind of like a group of seniors getting together and putting on a show. Yeah. And I know I told you guys this earlier when we had like an initial an initial call, but there were students in my year um, who also wanted to do the same and had the same idea. But that's why I really think what you guys are doing is really unique. And, and the fact that you guys have so much ambition that you've actually brought it to life. Like you guys have a really built out website already. And it's I don't I'm I don't know how long you guys have had the idea to to the point now where it's executed but everything is like I mean Grace you're PR manager but you're doing a great job with Instagram and posting a lot and like really telling people what your mission is so kudos to you guys on that because I I remember my year was it was a struggle and and you guys are going through a lot like like we said you guys are going through the strike not having teachers teaching and also COVID so it's a lot to go and I'm sure you guys have your own lives as well to manage so it's a lot that you guys are doing and it's looking really great um, getting into that, I just want to know more about, cause I, I graduated in May and I was also juggling a lot and it, it was a lot, but I'm curious about how you guys are managing school 
all of your extracurricular activities, whether that's internships, jobs, freelancing, also your personal lives, like hanging out with friends and going out, going on vacation, and then also all the work of the dialective at the same time. So if you guys want to speak on that, maybe give advice about like time management, because you all seem to have your stuff together. Um, yeah. And if anyone could speak on that. I feel like we're all a bit workaholics in a way. <laughs> yeah. you, ha- but, you have to be if you go to Parsons. Yeah. I think that's um, I don't know. I mean, I had an internship in the first part of the semester. I was working at Mirapolet and that was like difficult, I think, to juggle with this and thesis work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's, it's abnormal, I guess, this semester because my internship ended and then the strike happened. So I think that's part of why we've been able to like push this as far as we have because we did have some availability to meet with each other more so than we would have for like the three weeks or month that the strike went on but um Mm -hmm. Helen I know you wanted to add to that so yeah I just wanted to say it definitely has been difficult but the strike was sort of a blessing at the same time um Mm -hmm. I mean just to be like fully transparent we have been like meeting every day basically probably putting like an hour or two like when we were, I guess, like when we launched initially, when we like launched applications in the site, we were really meeting a lot. And I think that sort of was like a wake up call for us to like really take winter break and like plan it and use that time to our advantage because thesis is just going to be speeding up, you know, like now we're actually going to be in the final fabric phase. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like just a lot of commitment on both ends, but at the same time, we're all so dedicated towards this project that we want it to be this big thing that I feel like we're just going to do whatever it takes, honestly. Like, we're just going to have to make time for it. That's really the reality of it. And, like, sometimes things need to be put on the back burner. Like, sometimes maybe, like, hanging out. You can't really Mm -hmm. do that. I mean, like, hanging out in the studio is fun. You know, like, I see that as hanging out with people when, like, Mm -hmm. we go and get lunch and stuff. Like, it's really energizing versus being in the studio by yourself. But I mean, it's, it's, we're just growing, you know, like we're, we're being resilient and it's been like a process, but just grateful for it, honestly. A hundred percent. I think prioritizing is like the biggest thing that it's, you, you just have to realize that at the end of the day, you're human. You can't do everything as much as you want to do everything. Cause we always want to be the busiest, but um, so I'm glad you guys are prioritizing this and you guys are realizing that it can become an actual thing. So you're putting your effort into it. Uh, I would say make friends with people you work with, like mm-hmm. that kind of like when you're working, you're still you're also hanging out with my friends. Like that's like how mm-hmm. I see like dialective. Like I think the friendship like comes along with working with them, like meeting every every week. Um, and also just an advice for like people that's going to internships. Like, I know for fashion students, it's, like, not – it's unpaid most of the time, especially for, like, smaller fashion houses. Like, although, yeah, like, it's very creative. It's very, like, fun. They probably are just starting out, so there's nothing they have to pay you as an intern. But please, like, um, latch on to these connections. You know, make friends with them and don't be afraid to reach out afterwards. Like, we got Luchin from Luchin to judge for us. And it's just, like, keeping in touch with them. That, and, that is amazing. Yeah. 
I love Luchin. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Carson's alum. <laughs> yeah. That's but amazing. Yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Don't be afraid to make friends. Like, even if they're your boss, like, just be nice to everyone. Fashion is such a small industry. It's such a small bubble. Like, just keep in touch with everybody. And you never know, like, you know, when these connections going to come in handy. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, what's, what's a really amazing thing is you never know. When you come, when you go into fashion school as, like, a freshman, you don't really know what you're going to do coming out of it, right? You don't know what you're going to look like in senior year either. Like, it's completely different. I went into fashion school thinking I wanted to do design came out of it I don't want to do design anymore I literally want to I don't I'm not pursuing design anymore but that's what I have like a BFA in and everything um did you guys imagine if like imagining dialective can become this whole big thing when you guys graduate and this can become I don't know maybe your full-time jobs or this becomes your future would would you have imagined that when you guys were a freshman in college that this is something that you'd be a part of like setting like setting up the (laughs) runway show for a Parson students no (laughs) definitely not yeah I don't think if you had asked me that if I was a junior I would have thought that I would be doing this yeah um yeah I'm glad that like Catherine asked us because I honestly it was on my mind and I remember like when she first asked me I was like oh my god yes like I want to do this so badly like thank you for asking me and it was just it's so nice to have that support you know because like you're so much stronger with the more people you have. So it's been just a really great experience working with like a whole team on it versus individually. Yeah. I mean, what Catherine's saying was like before working with your friends, I don't know how personally long you guys have known each other, but it seems like you guys have been like friends since freshman year. (laughs) So it's like the connection that you guys have and the work, the work connection, I think what's most important because you guys are, you know, it seems like you guys are always in communication with each other about things. You guys are always checking your emails, respond, like even setting up this podcast, it was a very organized thing. Um, and finding time between the three of you to meet, like everything was very organized and you guys all seem to like really work well together. So I think like what's meant to be is meant to be. And you guys ended up finding each other and just ended up being a thing, but yeah. Okay. So, well, we talked a little bit about the dialective. Tell me how students can get involved because I'm sure the students listening right now are really excited about the idea. They're ramped up about it. They want to get involved, especially the our Parsons students. Even if they're not Parsons students, I'm sure they're going to be like, I wish my school had this. I wish people were doing this at my school. Um, so how how can students get involved and how can they get their work seen by the dialective? How can they apply for the runway show? Just maybe explain what the process is like. Um, so the portal has been opened for like a month. Um, and we are actually uh, pushing the deadline five days later. So the deadline is going to be January the 5th, um, considering holidays and the strike. Um, and we have our application on the website. It's dialective.xyz. And there's going to be apply underscore. And when you click into it, it will bring you to Google form that has every single requirements we ask from you. But basically, you have to answer um, some questions about how close you are with our values that we flushed out. Um, and that's going to be how it's going to be judged based on. Um, and five to seven pages of portfolio, including um, twelve development and also um, work that you've done before so we can see the skill set. Um, 
but yeah, that's basically it. And feel free to like plug in your uh, videos. If there's any like editorial campaign you've, you've done before, like feel free to plug that in as well. Um, the whole judging process is 100% anonymous and, and fair. Like we're going to take the names out just in case the judges know you. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, and they're going to pick like their top um, 16 um, designers that they like. And after that, we're going to send them um, whoever they pick, like their name and their contact. So like, it's a very good opportunity for you to even just wow. apply for it because yeah. um, these designers are constantly looking for interns, employees, and there's a very big chance that they will like reach, reach out to you in the future or like you can reach out to them because you know they're interested in your work. I was just going to say, I'd like to add, it's only for Parsons seniors this year. Um, we're not like open to other schools or other years um, at this point, but we are opening, like if people want to get involved who are at another school in some way or another. Um, we're like always looking for photographers, uh, graphic designers, copywriters, that sort of thing, or if underclassmen want to help like be involved in the event planning. That's, we're going to open up like job listings um, mm-hmm. somewhat soon. So there'll be a separate, separate ap- application for that coming shortly. But right now we've just been focusing on admissions for the actual designers for the show. And I think just because if you're listening and just because you don't fit that, like you're not a Parson senior, which I'm sure maybe a lot of you aren't, that doesn't, don't be discouraged. Like, I feel like you should still reach out, um, connect with these three, obviously connect with the dialective get just get involved I, I would say that by anything in all of my episodes i always say just get involved get your name out there connect with people in the industry connections is, i've learned that the hard way is literally going to be the utmost important thing even sometimes before talent or merit so you know it's who you it's who you know in this industry so definitely um network and connect but yeah you guys you guys touched on this a little bit before but t- i want to talk more in depth about it what do you guys see for the future of dialective because it started as just this idea but is now morphed into a collective and i'm really curious about what you guys see for it in the future um and i know you guys mentioned in our initial call that this might be something that you want to pursue or continue even after you graduate from parsons because i know the work doesn't just end there so what what else do you see for dialective I think that there's a lot of ways that we can take this. Um, We've really discussed like, you know, what do we want this to be afterwards? Like, do we want to have like an e-commerce or do we want to like have more runway shows? I think there was, there's been a lot of talk of us like expanding it to other grades. So like next year, if this is like a success, then we would open it to the incoming seniors for next year. And then potentially we could do it for all grades and then it could be for all schools. Like we're really ambitious with this. And I think it's important to dream big and just to like use all your resources. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that we can take this and we're still like talking about it as we're still developing. It's an ongoing process. You said ecom, Helen, and that like, yeah. that's like, oh, what could that become? Like the, the designers that yeah. you guys present? Like, yeah, can you sell the work or something? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were thinking. It would be, like, super cool if we could also have other emerging designers on there and just have, like, this big thing, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. Catherine, go ahead. Oh, uh, we want to, like, eventually be able to uh, manage and promote 
um, a lot of emerging designers, setting up uh, meetings with buyers, stylists, like having social events that we invite everybody to like chat, to look at um, the garments, have a showroom. So like, yeah, we want to help um, the designers as much as we can. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that's where the idea all started, right? Because your mm-hmm. guys' passion to just help people like yourself, which is amazing. Yeah. Something else I want to know from you guys, uh, just generally, what are you guys most scared or excited about coming out of college and entering the industry? I, I want to hear from all of you because I'm really genuinely curious. So, Grace, why don't we start with you? <laughs> For me, it's like I really want to start my own brand, Mm. Um, but I am scared about the financial aspect of it all. Um, and I'm also just, I, I'm at the point where I'm questioning, I guess, what is the right path to take in terms of like either seeking out like some sort of part-time job or doing a full-time job for like a brief amount of time and then getting started or exactly how to go about like building my own brand and making sure Mm -hmm. that I'm like financially supporting myself. Um, because also, even when you do that, I know the ten- things you tend to be able to make in school that are like kind of you're more passionate about aren't necessarily the things that will make you money as a designer. So there's kind of a whole, there's been a whole back and forth in my brain throughout this year about thinking about it, especially because on my internship, I was kind of like, uh, this year especially, I really liked the environment of it, but I was thinking about, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like if I worked here full time, like this would just be my, my week, like my, and my month and my, so it's just, it's. Was it a good thing or a bad thing for you? Like, are you saying, oh, I can't, I, I can't imagine this being my week, like a good thing or like, no, this is not what I want to <laughs> do. Like, I don't want to work for somebody else. Yeah, not really what I want to <laughs> do because I found that yeah. I'm a lot more motivated um when I'm working for myself and also as much as I loved working um at Mirapolay the design was very technical so it wasn't quite like I could go off and make what I wanted to make you know it was a lot of more of the you know nitty-gritty communicating with factories sort of thing and like specking and getting all of that stuff down so it was it was more just me wondering you know where exactly I'll I'll take my career after graduation and I'm a little yeah. still a little bit nervous about it I'm like yeah. not sure what's the best move for me but I mean I love I'll that figure you, it out I love that you're saying that though because internships and doing real life work is what's supposed to get you thinking about what you want to do in the future it could it could be good or bad but either way it tells you what you don't like or like about the industry or a certain job and then you can go from there so you already realized you had a big realization and that's a big thing to know that you don't like working for other people and you're most motivated when you work for yourself so in in that case I think I think you you learned a lot from that but yeah it's definitely scary I I, I knew a lot of people I personally did not want to start my own brand when I got out of college so everyone is to each their own but I have a lot of friends and know a lot of friends who are either trying to do that or want to do that and it is really hard like it's something completely valid to be afraid about. Um, Helen, what about you? What are you most excited or scared about or both? Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest, actually there's a few things I'm scared about. Um, one is like leaving all the resources, like 
Parsons has so many facilities. I'm someone who likes to use the metal shop. I like to use the wood shop. I like to use laser cutters. Like I won't really have free access to those things when I'm leaving. And I feel like that's like for artists in general, that's like the biggest thing is that you don't have that resource anymore, like those free things. And it's like, wow, I really have to go out and buy these things now or I have to go and outsource it. Um, so that's, it's just like a huge jump, you know, from having that stable thing to something that you need to seek out. Another thing that, I mean, me personally, I know other people are different, but I really like having like people that I can bounce ideas off of, like my professors. I like getting their guidance. I like getting Mm -hmm. their knowledge and hearing like different perspectives of which way I can take my thesis. And like, obviously we can get that from students, but also like another thing is that for example, like I also want to start my own brand, but it's like, if you're working in a studio, you're apart from all your friends, like in a, you know, like when you're working at fashion, like in a fashion classroom, mm-hmm. you're with everyone else. So you could ask people and it's such like an inspirational space to be in because like you're bouncing off all that energy versus like just being by yourself and having to think like just with yourself, I think is also scary to me. Yeah. I agree. What well, I'm what I'm getting out of your experience, Helen, is that you you really did see a big importance on school and Parsons, like personally for your experience. Right? Yeah, me, I did. I know a lot of. I know it can be a controversial opinion, but I personally <laughs> think art school is worth it. <laughs> yeah, Catherine, what about you? Um, shout out to all the international students out there. <laughs> My biggest oh, no. fear. <laughs> <laughs> Her biggest fear. Go ahead, Catherine. We know what it is. <laughs> my my biggest fear is not being able to stay. But you know, it is what it is. I have a lot of backup plans. You know, mm-hmm. I think ahead. I'm like, yeah, this is. I can't escape it. You know, the citizenship is something I can't escape. Even if I got hired, there's a big there's a big chance that I won't mm-hmm. win the lottery. Like. It's a very realistic problem that a lot of international students are facing. Also, just like not having much support from like, because we're not a citizen here, not having much support from the government, not having much support mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we're not <laughs> part of the country. So it, it's been like pretty hard and a, there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's one of the biggest fear. Um, and also just I do want to have my own brand but like for me it's like the timing of it like I could start early and struggle a lot or I could start later when I'm comfortable with um, within the industry and having a lot of connections there are like people Mm -hmm. that are willing to help me build the empire with me it's just like Mm -hmm. when would be the good time like what if I'm like in the industry for too long and lost uh, lost that passion like yeah. by the time I'm ready to do it because like I know yeah. like working at a certain um, type of company could make you feel too comfortable um, especially like cor- corporate companies like um, it's they yeah. pay well and they give you all the insurance and I'm just like scared to lose that edge that I have that like passion to fight for more when I'm like in a really comfortable setting. So that's one of the reasons why I don't want to go straight to like getting a job after I graduate. Mm-hmm. 
probably want to like um, either go to another country for MFA, um, you know, or just uh, do some um, go to like smaller companies and work with them so that I have like more more of an intimate experience coming out of it. Yeah, I will yeah. say yeah. I, I the, the fear of losing the passion a little bit. I mean, everyone's different and has their own experience, but I will say ju- the fact that the three of you already made it through fashion school from freshman to senior is already a big feat. And you guys have stayed passionate all throughout. I think fashion school really is a test. And I tell people this all the time in my episodes because it was a big test for me. In the beginning, I was I, I think I, I sounded like all three of you. And not to say that it won't change in the future, but I literally was like, I want to start my own brand. I want to be a designer. And then by the end of it, I, I, like already junior year, I started losing it because I was doing internships and other things. And I was like, wait, those are really interesting. And now I just, it's like, it's not going to be my desire. I never want to do it and I fell off with design so the fact that you guys really stuck it out to your senior year and are now working on your thesis and still staying passionate about it I think it will stay with you so just to like give you some ease on that but I mean damn you guys were scared about a lot of things is there anything you're excited for about graduating (laughs) anyone excited to graduate (laughs) I'm excited at least for like the process of like graduating and like looking back on like everything we've done in our thesis collections Mm -hmm. also like what we're doing with dialective is super exciting and I'm excited to see like you know where our next steps will go once we have the time to think about it like this summer because right now it's just mostly all our energy is going towards the show um but I think just there's a lot of fear there because there's a lot we have yet to figure out in terms of like post-grad um Mm -hmm things I feel like the three of us are in a very similar spot where we're just kind of unsure of like the best next step but I think you kind of just have to like decide on one and do it and then you can figure out later if that was like the best for you or a good idea or if you want to change what you're doing but it's all like all of our fears are like exciting fears I don't think any of us are like scared and want to stay at Parsons I think we're all ready to like yeah 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 go out into the world and be designers and do all of that so yeah and I mean like yes this year was super hard but it 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 like gave you a little bit of like a a vision of reality like anything could happen literally like a a strike can happen and you guys won't have class anymore like that's how (laughs) real this all could be like the pandemic already was like a wake-up call for a lot of people but I mean the fact that you just like the universe just kept throwing roadblocks but you guys kept jumping over them anyway. It's like, like you guys are you guys are doing something right, and so definitely all all the fears are valid and all the um, everything's valid. It's just like I think I, I see a lot in your each of your futures. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so closing off a little bit, you guys have obviously accomplished so much and are going to accomplish so much more in the future. Um, especially with dialective, I can't see where it, where it goes in the next couple months and even the next couple years so do you guys have any advice for people listening who are students or maybe people who aren't students but who dabble in design and who are emerging designers maybe who want to attend fashion school or in fashion school do you have any advice for them in general like something that maybe you learned throughout your process that you want to hand off to people um I know people love to hear that. I I've put out a, a lot of episodes, like including advice on just mm-hmm. like fashion in general and fashion school. 
So I like hearing different perspectives from different students, and especially you guys are in that right now. So um, we can start with anyone. I can start that off. I think that my main like nugget of advice would be to trust yourself and be confident. I feel like I used to be a little bit too afraid of failing to try certain things and even like applying to scholarships or even applying to Parsons. Like when I was younger, I think like working my portfolio and everything, I was very closed off and like a little bit nervous about it. But I think the more that you like try and trust yourself and just do as much as you possibly can to get to that point, you're, you'll start to feel like the confidence and everything um, come in. Like it's, it's like if you keep pushing yourself, you'll start to get recognized for your work and it'll eventually pay off. And just don't let your fear get in the way of trying, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think because I feel like I have two things. One is I think it's important to seek mentors Um not people that are like assigned to you by somebody, but like people that you actually look up to. Like I have a mentor that was my professor freshman year for not for a fashion class, just like another class, like objects as history. And they happen to work in fashion. And I've been chatting with them ever since. And like, we really keep in touch and like, I really look up to this person and it's, it's really great to have someone because like, we're figuring out, we're figuring it out for ourselves and to have someone to be like, hey, how do I approach this? How do I get to this position that I want to be to? Like, that's important to have someone who has much more wisdom than you just to get their advice and their critique. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's only so much and so much time that your teachers can give you, like, so much attention. So I think that's one thing. Another thing is, like, I feel like people say this all the time, but it really is all about like putting yourself out there and really about who, you know, like having these connections. Mm-hmm. I feel like people always say like, Oh, you need a network, but like really in fashion, you need to network, which was really a wake wake up call for me because I personally like, I'm not, I guess I was so much more of an introvert like earlier on. And then I sort of realized, Oh wow, I kind of need to like step out of this and put myself out there and chat. So mm-hmm. that was difficult for me in that aspect. It was a lot of like character building, but yeah, I mean, just like, don't be afraid to ask. Like people want to help, especially with this project. Like we're, we're, we're shooting our shots really. We're like asking these big heads and it's like, will you help us out? And people have been really accepting and really like, I guess just encouraging us to take this on and wanting to help. So I think it's just important to also like what Grace said, just like have confidence in yourself, which is also a difficult thing, but it just mm-hmm. takes time. It's really just a process and you need to trust yourself in that process always. Those are great pieces of advice, Helen. Um, it's a lot of reiterating what Grace and Helen said for me, but I, uh, uh, what Grace and Helen had said, um, but I want to um, give two pieces, p- two pieces of advice. Um, one is for industry, the other is for academic. So mm-hmm. academically, do not compare yourself with others. Compete with yourself. And only compete with yourself. Because there's so many styles of fashion right now. You know, they're like the CSM, really crazy, the really big avant-garde pieces. They're also like the really simple, minimalistic type of um, garments. Do not 
look at somebody and see how they're getting so much exposure and think that you need to become that to be successful. You just have to stick with what you think is the most truthful to yourself. And that's helped me so much. Every time I like start doubting what I'm doing, I'm like, wait a minute, why am I competing myself with others? You know, Mm -hmm. stay at your own pace, work at your own pace. Don't get carried away by like what others are doing. Um, Just, you know, stay focused and don't waste your time like overthinking or doubting yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second piece of advice is on the industry. Um, Don't be afraid to work on other parts of fashion because a designer is somebody that wears many hats. You kind of have to know um, a little bit of everything if you like really want to be successful. Um, Like, like PR, um, mm-hmm. you know, you should know something about that. You should know something about production. You should, um, you know, don't be afraid to like get out of your way to ask people to like learn, like just, just be the dumbest people in the room and, and like take um, advices from people um, from different um, fields in fashion. And that would really help you in the long run. Mm, thank you guys. I, I See, I love asking this question because I just got like six pieces of six six different pieces of advice like all right there and so did everyone listening so I think I think that's really helpful and they were all different really um and when you guys were speaking it just made me realize that what you guys are doing at dialective is actually helping obviously the people who are going to be who are going to apply to it and who are going to look up to it but it's also going to be helping the three of you so much with your own just you're all not even knowing it or maybe you know it are kind of building your skills in doing dialective in each of your roles but also just like you guys were talking about doing outreach to head designers like you're building your own network also like this running this whole thing by yourselves you guys are learning how to basically run a business and project management and all the stuff and PR and social media all that stuff that you need to build your own brands because you guys all have dreams to do that in the future so so in in a way like this initiative is really going to help you guys so much as well as much as it's going to help everyone else who you're representing and bringing light to. Yeah, definitely. That's the goal. (laughs) Okay. Amazing. So, I mean, we're going to wrap up, but if you guys, I know you guys, Catherine, you mentioned it in the beginning, like the website, if you want to just like plug all of dialects information and you guys are free to plug yourselves as well and where people can find (laughs) you if they want to connect with you. People, some people don't like plugging themselves, but I always like, people can reach out to you if they like something that you said they're mm-hmm. happy to be able to find you and i'm also going to put like your guys's stuff in the bio as well so that people can ask you guys questions whether it's about parsons whether it's about dialective anything so go ahead this um, is your i can <laughs> yeah, i can just ahead. say it for everybody i guess mm-hmm. okay our website dialective.xyz instagram dialective.xyz my Instagram personal at kath dot hu kath dot who. My design account joshen underscore 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 hu z h e x u a n underscore 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 hu. Let's move on to Grace's. So um, her personal is um, a. <laughs> it's a dot grace dot g. Okay, sorry. A dot grace dot G. Grace G R A C E. A dot grace dot G. 
Um, her <laughs> her brand account is Grace of Garb. Um, G R A C E O F G A R B, as like grace, grace of God. But <laughs> and then let's move on to Helen's. Um, Helen Satropa. Um, H E L E N S O T R O P A. That's her personal Helen Satropa. Um, her brand account Heso.us. H E S O dot U S. Oh my gosh! Did yeah, you like? That's... Did you already have that organized? That's so many. You're gonna need to, you're gonna need to send oh, me that I, after. I need this I after. Will. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys already knew. Yes. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Some people are like, no, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna plug it. I'm like, girl, give me the whole. Give me your design account. Give me your dog's account. Literally, literally. <laughs> okay. Well, well, now you guys know where to find them. You'll also be able to find their information in the bio if you want to connect or ask them questions. But thank you three for coming onto this podcast and talking. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in what you guys have to say and definitely can learn at, at least like take something out of it from this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.